Welcome to Inspired Chi Radio with your hosts, A.J. Johnsack and Tracy Sanginetti. In this program, we explore what makes you a powerful soul by learning to connect with your guides and master your own energy. It's time once and for all to get rid of the obstacles in your life that are keeping you from being the true soul you are meant to be. Now, here are your hosts, Tracy and AJ. Hello, and welcome to Inspire Chi Radio. My name is AJ Johnzak. And my name is Tracy Sanginetti. And together we are Inspire Chi. We are so happy to be here and introduce Inspire Chi to you. Inspired Chi is about creating your incredible life and getting out of your own way, one amazing experience at a time. Despite thoughts and family dramas and institutional dogma, you are not a body with a soul. You are a soul with a body. You were born with innate talent and purpose and in fact incarnated on earth to create your own human experience using your divine gifts. So what could go wrong? Using a variety of modalities such as hypnosis, tarot, oracle cards, and your own Akashic records, we guide you to create your most authentic life. We teach you how to connect with your guides, master your own energy, and explore and identify self-defeating blockages and patterns. As we bring you Inspired Chi Radio, We are going to be bringing you a fascinating in-depth look at holistic healing, spirituality, and Akashic karma. Interviews with experts in their modalities, messengers, and teachers about their passions and their path to discovering them. Weekly chief forecasts to help navigate the inner and outer world smoothly to your best advantage. And guidance and truth with over 50 years of combined experience and seeking. And that is just in this lifetime. We are so glad to have as our first guest on our inaugural show, Nick Johnzak. Uh, full disclosure, I gave birth to this human being, but he <laughs> happens to be an amazingly talented and gifted tarot reader, uh, creative artist, and together, uh, he and Tracy and I have been working together for many years, supporting each other, holding sacred space, co-creating together, and we thought, who better than Nick to be on the first show and talk about a subject that is widely known and often the very first step in anyone developing their spiritual practice, reading tarot cards. So Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. We're thrilled that you're here. Nick, would you like to tell some of our guests um, about the history of tarot? Tarot is a very um, old and ancient practice, often very misunderstood and misinterpreted. So let's start out by sharing with our guests a little bit about the history of tarot. Um, so the, the tarot originates in about uh, 15th century Italy or so. Uh, it has origins um, in the Middle East and Africa before that, uh, but, um, but most people think about the origins of it in being in you know, um, Southern Europe uh, in, in the 15th century. Um, at that time, wealthy families would commission artists to paint their likenesses into the cards. Um, the tarot is comprised of 78 cards in two parts. There's the major arcana and there are 22 cards. Arcana is a Latin word for mystery. Um, so these 22 cards are the um, uh, the sort of larger lessons in life, the bigger energies that have been with you for a long time or will be with you for a long time. And then the other 56 cards are divided into four suits, wands, cups, swords, and pentacles. They're called the minor arcana, and those are the ones that are most similar to the modern deck of playing cards. 
Um, and so uh, wealthy families would commission these artists to like paint their likeness into the major arcana. So you'd have your face like on the magician or the devil maybe, or you know, um, or some of the other cards. Uh, and for a long time, they are used as playing cards, used as decks. It's not until the end of the 19th century or so that um, a bunch of French mystics uh, start using them as a system of divination. Um, and then in 1910, uh, the Rider Waite Smith deck is first published, um, illustrated by Pamela Coleman Smith. Uh, it's significant because this is the first time that the minor arcana cards um, have scenes painted into them. Um, before that, you would just have you know, the number of that suit. So if it was wands, you would just have three wands on it, not a scene like we see today. And uh, Pamela Coleman Smith's illustrations become the really the backbone for most contemporary tarot decks that we know today. Um, she's really like the grandmother of the tarot. It's kind of great. Uh, and with, it's significant because it makes it possible for people who don't know these um, these really like deep symbolic meanings behind the cards. It makes yes. it possible for them to read for the first time. So it's a little bit like your tarot history for the day. But we also see that that came from something that the wealthy used or mm -hmm. enjoyed as entertainment, just something that was now in the hands of a wider range of audience. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to be wealthy to be able to have access to tarot and to be able to use those messages because now mm -hmm. it was also in a more um, readable form. Am I understanding that? Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, now now you don't need to have some um, like body of knowledge that you that you get from uh, reading necessarily, you know, or or, or knowing a lot about history. Um, but instead, it, it really helps to make it a much more intuitive practice because now I can look at the cards and I can say, what does this image say to me, and why do I feel that way about that image? Um, so it it really makes it. Uh, I, yeah, the, the term that I use lots of times just that it democratizes the tarot and makes it much more accessible to more people. Interesting. I have always viewed the tarot as a sort of a language. Mm -hmm. Like you're really kind of, when you're reading the tarot for a client or you're reading a tarot for yourself or your personal mm -hmm. use, you know, you're kind of reading another language as you're continuing. Mm -hmm. So if I may ask, how did tarot find you? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, uh, growing up, my sister and I were really close. Um, my sister is about 10 years older than me, and I thought she was the coolest person ever growing up. <laughs> I really did. I thought she, she would was, agree. She, she, would, she, would, she would really agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just thought she was so cool. And I, and, um, you know, sh she introduced me to like Nirvana and Pink Floyd and Perfect Circle and Tool and Nice Nails and, and all my favorite bands. And, and she taught me that how reading was fun because I could go wherever I wanted, I could be whoever I wanted. And I wanted to be just like her. Um, and so when I was 13, she uh, bought me my first deck of tarot cards um, for my birthday. Is it an old wives' tale that you should always buy your own deck? Or you should, uh, I've heard it both ways. You should be gifted your first mm -hmm. deck. I've heard that it's very much like a crystal. You, you, it needs to choose you. Yeah, that's a bunch of crap. Uh, <laughs> I really, agree with that. I really, you know, well, that's why I don't read tarot, no, remember? I think, I think there's a, you know, I think... There's a lot of superstition around a lot of these kinds of systems, and I think the the major thing that I've learned in 20 years of, of reading tarot and, and of working um, in spirituality is uh, that you have to you have to hold on to what works for you and let go of what doesn't. Um, and I think you know what's nice about this idea of oh you know it's not a real deck if you haven't been gifted it. What's really behind that. Is, is an idea that there's a kind of connection, there's a spiritual connection between the person who is gifting the deck and the person who's receiving it, that there's, there's like a kind of destiny or a kind of fate behind that. 
or you know, or, or a kind of magic. And I think um, that kind of magic can show up in lots of different ways in your life. It doesn't have to be someone else gifting you a deck. Instead, it can be you gifting yourself the permission to finally go out and get a deck. Ah, absolutely. And there's also that um, old wives tale as well that it is because you're not supposed to spend your money on it because the money is a root of all evil, mm-hmm. which we're probably we can you know disassemble that theory in, <laughs> in AJ's upcoming uh, money series. But mm-hmm. part of that was if you put the money out to it to mm-hmm. buy it, it then you know because money is the root of all evil, it mm-hmm. somehow disconnected that from the spirituality of the deck, which is a, a long misconception when it comes to money and spirituality, which mm-hmm. is a whole other episode. Um, but that's mm-hmm. what I was always told. You know, I was actually gifted at 13, too. There yeah. must be something with a number. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good number. It is a good number. So we're going to just take a quick pause, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Tarot and Nick reading his clients and some pitfalls and some great advice when you go into a Tarot reading of what you can ask, what you should ask, and what you should know. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel tune in to lead up for women speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond your host colleen biggs speaks with guests who have stories to share have faced adversity and have become success stories in business in their communities and in personal accomplishments join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Inspired Chi Radio. To reach the program today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to your true chi at gmail.com. Now, back to AJ and Tracy. Welcome back to Inspired Chi Radio. Before the break, Tracy and I were speaking to Nick Johnzak, a tarot reader extraordinaire, a creative genius extraordinaire. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just beginning to talk about some of the challenges of doing a reading for someone. And I'm interested to get more into this because not practicing tarot myself and having two gifted readers in front of me, do you find that one of the biggest challenges when you're doing a reading for someone is that they come with preconceived notions or an expectation that if I don't hear this answer, it's not valid? Yeah, I think, um, I think sometimes people, there, there, there are a bunch of different challenges that people can come in um, with. And I think sometimes it's other readers, actually. Um, I think sometimes what happens is some readers will give people an impression that a reading has to go a certain way, that it has to look a certain way, that, that in order for it to be a valid reading, you, you know, the, the seeker needs to shuffle the cards, turn around three times, cough, you know, like all of these sort of like ritualistic things that are specific to that reader and not specific to the, to the cards more generally. Does that make sense? It, it yes. does, because very often um, when I do oracle card readings, people will say, well, oh, you're going to shuffle them? Or do you want me to shuffle right. them? There seems to be that misperception or right. misconception that um, you have to in, in, imbue your energy into the cards by touching them. Right, yeah, I think there are some readers who really want to work that way, and that's really great for them. I know for me, like on that particular topic, I like to shuffle my own cards rather than have the other person do it, especially if I'm doing a lot of readings back-to-back, because, look, I don't need your energy on my cards. I think that's a little bit for me, like having to take care of myself and my cards, ah, because yes. I have to maintain my energy, right? If I'm here reading for several people, you're not the only person that I'm reading for. I need to be available. I need to be, you know, as much as I can be, for as many people as I can be. And then you're not visiting the previous client's energy right. yeah. on the next client. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so sometimes I think, you know, the challenges can be previous um, readers who give people that impression. It can be certainly family. I've had um, people that I've read before, before who come in and they say, you know, it feels so naughty to them to get a reading because they've been told all their life growing up. And I think you've had this experience it's too. Yeah, 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 it's witchcraft <laughs> and that, um, and, you know, or, and not to say anything bad about witchcraft, but, but, <laughs> but, that, but you know, but that they, they, they come in with this idea that if you read the cards, that it's a sin or, right. or that I'm gonna, absolutely yeah. And that it's something like shameful to be practiced in secret, you know, or, or not practiced at all. <laughs> 
Um, I think that that's a big challenge for a lot of people because I know uh, my, myself when mm -hmm. I I have the clients shuffle their own cards because mm -hmm. I kind of work with the Reiki energy. Mm -hmm. But I understand uh, what you're saying about this. You know, I grew up in that way, which is mm -hmm. a, a whole other episode. But mm -hmm. when people come in and they're not comfortable because they're afraid mm -hmm. you're going to tell them something mm -hmm. or you know they're afraid. Um, that it's against their religion or something like that. There's there's so many misconceptions that way. Um, a lot of times, you know, people can kind of cradle in. They're more comfortable with an angel reading mm -hmm. if that's really what you know. Mm -hmm. If they're um, you know Catholic or Christian or you know whatever makes them feel like it's not okay. But really, you're just tuning into your own intuition. So, what do you do um, when somebody comes to you and they say, "Well, I'm not really like I'm not comfortable with this, and it's against my religion, and you know I'm going to go to hell because you're telling me about my future." Right. But I'm curious anyway. But I want to know what's going to happen next right. Thursday. Yeah, that's right. yeah. I mean, you're sitting right in front of me, so it's like so you can't you can't be that afraid of it if, you, yeah. if you've gotten in the door, you know. Um, yeah, I think there are, there are a couple of things that I like to do. Um, you know, there are a lot of readers who who hoard decks. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting, we're, we're sitting not a few feet away from, <laughs> a, very, my deck, from yeah. a very large collection <laughs> okay. of decks that Tracy has. And so I think part of it is, you know, because the the tarot is such a visual system, I think part of it is if you if you have the luxury of being able to do this, working with a deck that can suit the person that you're doing the reading for. Um, having images that can be really comforting to them, what they're looking for in that moment is, is comfort. Um, if what they're coming to you for is a, is a reading about um, maybe something that's creative or something that's like really activating, then maybe a deck that, that has illustrations that are more you know, in line with that, that may be really expressive or something. Um, so I think part of it is, is what is the, you know, which tool do you pull out of your toolbox for that reading? Um, I think the other thing too, for those kinds of people who are worried about you know, what, their, what their baggage is gonna say about um, is going to say about the reading in that moment, you know, I, I say to them, look, the, the Oracle exists to help you. It exists to, to be here to guide you um, and to help you get closer to the things that you want and farther away from the things that you don't want. Um, and that Oracle's not going to steer you wrong. It always has your best interest in mind. So if you are worried about this thing or, or that thing, the person who told you that might not have had your best interest in mind. <laughs> or might um, have been not informed on the subject. Right, right, Which right. is most people are afraid of the things that they don't know or understand. Right, 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 totally. And, um, and so I think some, I find, you know, the, the, the history that I was giving a little bit earlier, that helps people a lot. You know, they, to, to think, oh, the cards didn't just pop out of hell. <laughs> um, no, actually, sure? <laughs> no, actually, you know, they're like the cards have a, have an important place in art history, actually. Uh, and, and so just like helping to acquaint people with that. The other thing that I like to do, um, for a first time seeker is, uh, I'll lay the cards out, all of them in front of them, and then just like, let them touch them, let them play with them. Um, this goes against a little bit of the thing of like, I don't want your energy in my cards, but, um, but, uh, but letting them play with them and just seeing like, these are cards, they're images that are printed on cardstock, you know, this is, um, a lot of the meaning that exists with them is the meaning that exists between us, uh, in, in this, in this reading. Um, but the cards themselves don't, don't carry some sort of like negative kind of people. So using the cards, whether it's a tarot deck or another oracle deck of some kind or mm -hmm. another whether it's using crystals or a pendulum, mm -hmm. that really is just the, the touchstone because as mm -hmm. humans, we, we very often shy away from our own intuitive ability. Mm -hmm. 
and our own intuitive greatness, our own mm -hmm. divine connection. Mm -hmm. It's easier for us as humans, I think, to have something in our hand that says, oh, okay, that's the message, mm -hmm. as opposed to intuitively I feel, mm -hmm. intuitively I know. Mm -hmm. is, is that the experience you have? Are there some people that just come to you and in the middle of the readings you go, they'll say, yeah, these cards aren't working for me, but I, I keep feeling drawn to this message? Oh, oh boy, okay. There's so many interesting things in what you were just saying. I'm an interesting um, person. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You are, I've, I've always thought that. Um, in 32 years. Thank you for choosing me, Carmichael. Thank you for choosing me. Um, thank you for making me, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, there are, there are a few interesting things in there. I think the, the first thing that actually draws to mind, for whatever reason, I'm thinking of like um, uh, like horror movies or something, or like, like um, you know, when you see in horror movies, like priests, like brandishing crosses and being like, I'm th this idea of that there's an object that contains a focus for me, right. that there's an energy that's flowing through me. And, and there's something else outside of me that is a focus for that energy. And that's, that's how I think about, you know, tarot or an oracle card or a pendulum or something like that. It, it provides a focus for spirit to communicate. Right. And, and that's, I think what I would, what you said so much more articulately than I, than I did. Thank you. Um, because I, again, I think that, people do think that somehow their, their intuitive nature, their divine gifts are outside of them somehow. Mm -hmm. I think by practicing tarot, by practicing any number of modalities, it gets us closer to understanding and trusting and believing in our own innate higher self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I think um, uh, just being able to have that thing that exists outside of you can help people get out of their head. Right. right now, now I have something that I can point to and be like, ah, this is a page of swords, not a page of pentacles. Right. right. It's a tangible result, yeah. tangible, yeah. you know, information, mm -hmm. like clue. Right, right, right. And you can start to it, like how you were saying earlier too about how it's it it, um, it becomes a language, and you can start to put the mm -hmm. put the words together. Lenormand is really good for that, um, being able to to really like put the pieces together into a full sentence. Um, the the language aspect of, of reading cards I think is, is, a, is a really really helpful one how can you try to because because the cards themselves can have so many meanings um, and can really overlap in their meanings uh, between the cards so how is it that I can really try to start to distill this down to a short sentence um, and if people are looking for a recommendation uh, one of my favorite tarot books is called The Language of Tarot by Roberta Lee um, of all of the many books that I've read um, that's the one that I'm like if you're going to read one read that one and what is that called again for our audience The Language of Tarot by Roberta Lee really I think she does a really great job something that maybe we can get into later on or some other time if you want to have me back <laughs> um, is I, I think Roberta Lee is really good at getting at um, reading the cards with compassion the, the the cards I think are are really good about helping you to understand where other people are coming from and why uh, and I think that's a really important thing that, that can be left out of reading sometimes it's so interesting I'm so I'm so sorry um, it's very interesting that you point to the page of swords because the page mm -hmm. of swords is the one who comes with the communication and doesn't mm -hmm. hold back and kind of like cuts through the shit. Mm -hmm. Not always. I guess you'll find uh, out. I guess you'll say <laughs> <laughs> kind of gets through um, and, and comes across and, and communicates. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, when you have, you're concerned about like hurting someone's feelings or the result from that, you don't really want to do that. So that's also a good energy. Mm -hmm. I used to always feel like swords were like, oh, it's the problems and troubles suit. Right. You know, but there's actually a lot to be learned from, mm -hmm. not just the um, the problems and troubles and the situations that you find yourself in, but also to, you know, the air qualities that come into that, that right. Libra Aquarius 
you know, um, energy there. Right. I'm glad you said that too, because, you know, you, you'd asked about what are sort of some of the, um, like the challenges of the baggage that people come into a reading with sometimes. And I think it's important to recognize that readers come in, we come in with that own, yes. with our own kind of baggage. Yes. We come in with our, and, and part of the journey of being a, a tarot card reader for other people is learning why it is that you respond to the cards the way that you do, is, is unpacking that, that baggage for yourself. Um, so, so that way, when you, when you come to a swords card, you're not like, oh, this is so bad, because that's what my baggage is. My baggage right. tells me that the swords are bad. Well, but they might not actually be that bad in the right. situation, you know? Um, so that's always, I learn so much about myself by reading for other people. I don't know if you feel that same way, if you've had those kinds of experiences. Um, I think it's fascinating that um, when you talk about bringing your own baggage in, we're all human. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a, I love the idea of tarot as a language. Mm -hmm. And I had not really thought of it that way before. Mm -hmm. So thank you both. Um, I learned something new today. <laughs> <laughs> so yay for me. Um, and I think in this world, we have so many devices that we can communicate, so many mm -hmm. different ways of communicating, and yet we're still trying to find a way to communicate with ourselves, mm -hmm. with our own higher divine self. Mm -hmm. So having uh, a resource, having a touchstone like a tarot, I think is so critical to develop a sense of who am I. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I wonder if... Um, if folks understand how to use tarot on a day-to-day -day basis. I'd be mm -hmm. curious to know, you both use tarot as, as a daily touchstone. This mm -hmm. is something that's like changing the calendar page. You, you really incorporate this into your life. Mm -hmm. It's great if people are curious and they want to go for uh, a birthday reading, mm -hmm. a, a New Year's reading, as opposed to setting New Year's intentions mm -hmm. or things like that. But I'd like to hear about how you both incorporate this into your daily lives. Yeah. Um, I've done it a couple of different ways um, throughout my life. Uh, the earliest that I can think of, I was actually just telling a friend about this the other day. When I was first um, learning the tarot, like as a kid, like 13, 14, um, sometimes on the weekends I would go with my dad to his work. He's the parts manager for a Chevrolet dealership. And, and lots of times I, I felt like he was always doing inventory. <laughs> and I would get recruited to like go up to this attic of this, um, of this dealership and help him do inventory. So I'd have my little like sheet uh, with the parts that I was supposed to find and find them on the shelf. And if the part number was, you know, uh, part number four, five, six, um, I would train myself instead to say, oh, actually, I'm looking for uh, emperor hierophant lovers. Um, so when I was, really? yeah, so when I was, so. Did inventory turn out? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yes, but it was just slower. <laughs> it's a little harder to count um, in the, you know, the names of the, of the major arcana cards than it is in numbers at first, but then you get faster at it. And that was really, so, so that was something that I did on a daily basis just to familiarize myself with the um, with, with the major arcana and to get used to that and you know I've done um, there are times when you, you'll do a card a day I find that's actually and that's like what a lot of people recommend for someone for starting out is doing a card a day I actually don't know that I think that that's really yeah you're shaking your head I don't think yeah, I believe never, in that anymore I don't think I've ever been that consistent yeah <laughs> <laughs> to remember every day I do one specific thing for my spirituality besides just you know talking to my higher self. Right. Or I think like, I think for me, what, what doesn't work about it is it, 
there are so many cards that to only do one a day, I don't know that you're actually getting what's at the heart of tarot, which is how the cards talk to each other. Oh, so okay. if you're, if you're really, they interact, only, all right. So one influences the other. Yeah. Okay. And, and is that why you'll have multiple cards in a tarot spread because um, they build on each other? They, they all impact each other. Yeah, they really can. Um, I mean, I think it really, it depends on the, Yes, and <laughs> um, I think it really right. depends on on the spread that you're working with. But in general, yeah, in a, um, regardless of the spread, they will communicate with each other in some way. How they communicate with each other will depend on um, on the spread, of course. But um, but yeah, I think there's uh, there's a a big piece there that you're really missing by only looking at one card a day. So in the friends, some friends of mine have started reading cards recently, and and what I'm recommending to them is. Don't just pull one, but pull a, pull a couple. You know, pull like three or four. See what they say to get together, because then ultimately you're seeing more of the cards more often, and that's really what you want to familiarize yourself with. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick pause, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Nick about how he incorporated creative tarot into his stage work, and also some questions that you should go to your tarot reader with to get the most effective reading for yourself. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel tune in to lead up for women speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond your host colleen biggs speaks with guests who have stories to share have faced adversity and have become success stories in business in their communities and in personal accomplishments Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Inspired Chi Radio. To reach the program today, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to your true chi at gmail.com. Now, back to AJ and Tracy. And welcome back. In our last segment, Tracy and Nick were sharing a great deal of information about uh, using tarot in your daily life. And as someone who doesn't use tarot in their daily life, I've learned an awful lot. So thank you both very much. What I'd like to talk about now is not only have you used tarot in your daily life, Nick, as a creative artist, um, an extremely talented creative artist, if I may say so myself. She's required to say that. I am required. It's in the mom contract. <laughs> She's required to say it to all of our guests. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that on. You're not that <laughs> uh, Tarot can be used and has been used, mm-hmm. not just in your daily life in terms of what inspiration do I am I looking for mm-hmm. for the day? Mm-hmm. How can I serve my highest good? You've actually used this in a stage production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a piece of work that you're very proud of and very personal. I've never seen a, a piece of work that allows somebody to be as vulnerable as you were in that presentation. So I am very proud of you. And the show was called Doppelbanger, and it was the story of your life as a, uh, a child identifying their sexuality, coming out as gay, and presenting yourself as a creative artist. And it was a fascinating subject. And I have to admit, when you first were telling me about it, I remember saying to you, so wait a minute, you're, you're going to present a show, but you're going to be doing a tarot reading in the middle of the show? Like, how does that work? And I found out that it worked seamlessly because the show also mirrored the journey all of us are going on, stripping down to who are we really at our core essence. Mm-hmm. And... I found it fascinating, and just so the audience knows, as people would come into the stage area, everyone had a chance to select a tarot card that was hanging up. So it was, again, starting with a very personal, what speaks to you? Mm -hmm. Everybody chose this card, and then they just took it to their seat, and as Nick was going through his presentation, his play, he would randomly stop at different parts of his story and connect with somebody in the audience and say, what is the card you have? And you would give this, you know, this momentary reading to them. Mm-hmm. And I was astonished by, first of all, how easily you could do that. Mm-hmm. And secondly, at how moved people in the audience were because uh, it was spot on. So I, so congratulations on that. And I know you've staged that show in Philly and in Cincinnati and in New York. So um, hopefully coming to, to soon to a town where some of our audience <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah, keep you posted on the next. It, it was an, an exciting story. 
But I, I want to talk about that. So Tarot took the stage mm -hmm. that night, the stage in your life and the stage in this actual production. Mm -hmm. I, I want to hear about how you connect with somebody so quickly when you're also, mm -hmm. there's a script in your head as how this performance has to happen. Mm -hmm. How did you connect with the people? Were you energetically drawn to somebody and then they, mm -hmm. they revealed their cards? Mm -hmm. Or was there some other energy at work? Um, yeah, it's in, I, <laughs> it's, it's entirely, um, about the, the show. It's, I'm not, um, uh, so the way that the show, the show is called Doppelbanger. So not Doppelganger for those of you who are listening, but Doppelbanger. It's literally about all of the men I've ever had sex with who look just like me. Um, and there are an oddly high number of them. Sorry, Mom. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because there was this, this question that I had in my, head, in my head for a long time looking at other men um, and, and wondering, do I want to be him or do I want to be with him? Uh, and, and what is the difference between those things and, and, how, and how, when, how in, when, when we're in a relationship or when we're seeking a relationship with someone, we're seeking closeness, we're seeking intimacy with that person, only to come to find out that actually what we're seeking intimacy with is ourselves. Yes. We're, we're, yes. we're looking, there's some quality in that person that we want for ourselves and we're too afraid to manifest it for ourselves. So the, the, what we can do is get closer to someone else who has it. Like mirroring. Mirroring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have this thing that I want. And so I'm going to get as close to you as I possibly can um, because I, I, I can't recognize that actually I want that for myself or that it is possible for me to have. Or it that you already embody it. Or, yeah, exactly. Or that you already embody it. And so really, I think, you know, the, the, if, if the show has a message at all, it's, um, it's really that, that we all contain multitudes <laughs> uh, and that we can occupy these different versions of ourselves um, at any given time. Um, and so the show, the background of the show is really these five vignettes um, that I tell. Each one is about a particular um, uh, man who's had an influence on my body or the way that I think about my body. So it's a really, um, it's very physical and dance-based show, and there are um, you know, recorded monologues that I play about each one of them. Um, and so those five vignettes are each uh, set off by me reading a card for someone. Um, so for example, the um, one of the first stories that I tell is about uh, a guy who had really sharp canine teeth. I really liked his teeth. Um, <laughs> it was very odd, uh, but I really liked his teeth. And, uh, and so in that, I, I, so I tell that story and then, and then I look for someone in the audience who is smiling. I look for someone whose smile I like in the audience. And then I choose that person and I tell them, you know, do they, that they have really nice teeth. I ask them, like, do they floss? <laughs> um, usually, usually they say, usually I then take a poll of the audience and I'm like, who in here flosses? And like, you know, lots of people raise their hand and I'm like, I don't floss, I probably should. <laughs> um, but so so the, peop the the way that I choose the people is entirely motivated by the, the narrative of the play. I'm, I'm choosing someone um, uh, who, who pertains to the thing that I'm, that I'm talking about in that moment. And that sense of connecting with someone, having a romantic interest or, uh, or a loving, warm relationship, I, I would have to venture to say that is probably one of the top questions a reader is mm -hmm. asked, and, and you're both shaking your head, mm -hmm. that uh, when will I find love? Right. You know, where is this person? What corner? Mm -hmm. What time I'll show up? Right. Yeah, yeah people... Um, if ever you're worried, if ever you, you want a reading from me or Tracy from mom from whoever, and you're a little worried about your question, don't worry. We've heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> we don't judge here. There's no judgment <laughs> no. And, and there's confidentiality. You know, we, yes. don't, we don't talk about your reading with anyone else that's not 
cool. <laughs> um, so there's complete confidentiality and, and really trust us when we say that, that we've heard it all. Um, and, and yeah, one of the common questions is, when am I going to find love? And I think one of the hardest things to, um, to help people realize when they come to the tarot is that the tarot uh, doesn't, I, I don't find a lot of success in, in indicating time in terms of days and weeks and months. There are some tarot readers who have found success in being able to say, you know, well, wands are in the element of fire, so it burns quickly, so they stand for days. And pentacles in the element of earth, and they move slow, so it's years. I don't really find a whole lot of success in that kind of system. Instead, what I found is that the tarot tends to communicate in timing in terms of you, you will find love once you've been able to incorporate this lesson, or once this thing has happened, once you've been able to resolve this or move beyond this, then that thing will happen. Um, there are other ways that the tarot will, will talk about timing. Some of the cards are harvest cards or planting mm -hmm. cards. So you'll say, okay, maybe this will happen within the next nine months or so, like within a planting season. Um, so, uh, or, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a moon card, right? So it might say within the next full moon cycle. There are different ways that the tarot likes to talk about timing, but, it, but I find in my own practice it really resists a hard number of days. Right, yeah. And do you think that's because, I mean, with the universe, timing is fluid. We're, mm -hmm. We are the only time and place, and AJ would be the expert on this, that mm -hmm. we actually capture time as it is here mm -hmm. in our physical present world because we're only ever in the present. Mm -hmm. So with the universe, that timing is fluid. So it's a little bit harder when you're connecting mm -hmm. um, to give that. And I think also, I'm sure you've experienced this as well, it, readings can also have an if-then quality. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if you start this new job right. and you're able to – you know, rise to, you know, raise your vibration mm -hmm. and, you know, you will meet this person. And then six months later they say, well, I didn't meet that person. I was like, well, mm -hmm. did A, B, and C happen? Right. If, if they, those few things, right. you know, if, if your action, if those few elements didn't come into play, you can't go to that end result. Right. Not have, you can't bake a cake if you don't have any of the ingredients. Yeah, if you haven't done your homework. Right, exactly. Um, if you haven't done your homework, you can't expect to get the A. <laughs> it's interesting, though. So two things are coming to my mind. First of all, free will is going to impact mm -hmm. any of this. Yeah. And secondly, um, I remember one time asking you for a reading, Nick, when you were mm -hmm. much younger. And I am perpetually single in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> and uh, I remember sitting down, and, and I didn't ask you often to do readings for me, but for whatever reason, I, I, I asked you. And you said, look, don't ask me about your love life, because first of all, it's creepy. <laughs> You're my mom. Mm -hmm. And secondly, did it ever occur to you that maybe he's not ready? Mm -hmm. And maybe you just need to wait until he's ready. So in the meantime, mm -hmm. work on yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe Mr. Right isn't right for you right now. Mm -hmm. It's true. But, and, and again, I think, so that whole sense of timing, mm -hmm. when is this going to happen? Mm -hmm. Well, you can only impact your end of the, right. the conversation. Mm -hmm. The other person's responsible for their own free will, mm -hmm. their own choices, mm -hmm. their own timing. What are mm -hmm. they? Would you want him coming in sooner than he is ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm -hmm. won't recognize that person on a soul level. You'll be going, oh, my God, please. I, I, I can't even make it through the whole first date with this guy <laughs> right. the next 30 years. Right. And you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up free will, too, because there's, it's such an important part of it. You know, when people come to a reading, oftentimes they'll ask me, can the tarot tell my future? Can it tell my fortune? And I'll say, sure. But if I were to tell you that you're going to win the lottery next week, should you just like sit around and wait for it? Like you should probably go buy, go buy, a, go ticket, buy a ticket, right? right. Um, and, and so to be clear, I'm not going to tell you the winning numbers because <laughs> the tarot doesn't work that way. 
Um, but, uh, but I think, because I think an important part of that is people saying, oh, well, you told me this thing was going to happen. And no, I don't guarantee any outcomes for any readings that I ever give. The tarot is a weather vane. It's telling you the way that the wind is blowing right now. It's telling you how things are flowing. But things can change. You can change. Someone else can change. And so the, you really want to think about if you're going and getting a tarot reading or you're giving a tarot reading, that this is a snapshot in time. This is saying, as of this moment right now, when I've laid the cards down, here are how things are flowing. And you can, some, you know, some depending upon the spreads that you're, that you're working with, that spread can show you um, you know, whether or not you're going to take that advice, um, not to, I won't, I won't name names, but there's a friend of Tracy's, um, there's a friend of, there's a friend of Tracy's who I gave a reading to several years ago and, uh, and, and we're going along the reading and, uh, I'm like, you know, this, this is the thing you need to work on. This is the thing you need to work on. This is the thing you need to work on. And here's how great it would, it would manifest in your life. And also I can see that you're not going to do it. And they looked at me and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then they came back to me a year later and they were like, I really wish I had done what you said a year ago. And I was like, cool, well, this is your lesson that you needed to learn. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think that's an important part for you all. So somebody coming to a tarot reader for the first time, for the hundredth time, mm -hmm. and hopefully our listeners will take advantage of an offer we have later that we'll be speaking about. Um, so you can connect with Nick for uh, the possibility of having a tarot reading or mm -hmm. just schedule one out, right? Mm -hmm. What are the great questions that people can come prepared for? I mean, I don't want, I, I want to make sure that uh, folks remember you've got free will, things mm -hmm. can change, keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. um, but should they come prepared with a yes, no question? Should they come prepared with a particular topic? I want to know about my finances, about my career, about my love life about what my teenage children are doing when I, I'm right. at work and I don't know that one's giving tarot cards to the other. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> what, what the heck, is, what else am I missing? Right. <laughs> you know. I think it really, I think if you're, if you're someone who's looking for a reading, um, find a reader who works for you. Just because you go to a reader and you didn't like their reading doesn't mean that they're a bad reader. Doesn't mean they're a good reader either. <laughs> right. um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad reader. Um, look, there are, there are bad readers out there, and and I, I don't want to say that there's ever such a thing as a bad seeker, but I think there are people who come um, really looking for a specific answer and get really upset when they don't hear that specific answer. So I think on the part of readers, it's our job um, to to be good readers for people, and I think that has I think that the first way that we can be a good reader is by being a guide of their question, helping them to really frame a question of the tarot in a helpful way. So I'm really glad you asked about this. In my own practice, I find that yes, no questions are not helpful because ultimately that deprives what, what someone thinks they're like, I'm just looking for a yes or no answer. Well, actually, if I, if you, if the question is, am I going to find love? And the answer is yes. Cool. Have a good day. That's not actually what you want to know. What you want to know is how can, what can I do to get closer to having a loving, fulfilling, romantic relationship in my life? That's what you want to know. So you want the step-by-step -step guide. Ah, that I can give that. I can give that to you. But that's a different question than, am I going to find love in my life? So if you're someone who's seeking a reading, I would say, think about how you can frame your question in a way that puts you in the driver's seat. Not, why did Bob get the promotion and I didn't, but what can I do to have to, to get the promotion that I'm looking for at work? What, can, what is the question that's going to put you in the driver's seat? That is some great tips and advice from Nick on what to do to get the best out of your tarot reading. And he is so generously going to be giving away uh, a personalized tarot reading for a member of our audience. You want to head over to inspiredchiradio.com and enter your information. The drawing will be on 1-11 to see who the lucky winner is of a reading. 
Always check back on our website for our weekly energetic forecast. Right now, as we record this, we're in Sagittarius season, but we're going to be moving into Capricorn season. So a lot of elements at play. A great time to start taking action on your own behalf with your free will. And we thank you so much for joining us today on our inaugural episode of Inspired Chi Radio and thank our guest, Nick Johnsack. Thank you both for choosing me karmically in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. It is a heck of a journey we are all on together. Thank you for our audience uh, for tuning in today. Uh, please start the next several weeks with us. You can start your week inspired by joining us on Monday evenings at 7 p.m. And great blessings to each of you. We look forward to connecting with you and supporting you on your journey. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel tune in to lead up for women speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond your host colleen biggs speaks with guests who have stories to share have faced adversity and have become success stories in business in their communities and in personal accomplishments join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Inspired Chi Radio. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to yourtruechi at gmail.com. Now, back to AJ and Tracy. We are so glad that you joined us here today at Inspired Chi Radio. And our thanks to Nick Johnsack, a creative genius, uh, extraordinary tarot reader, and uh, a dear, dear friend to us here at Inspired Chi. And we thought you might find it interesting about how Inspired Chi was created. And we are perhaps an unlikely duo. <laughs> we met uh, in this lifetime um, from a business perspective, I, I was doing business with Tracy at, at one point, and we became, I, I think, pretty much instantly bonded. I think so. I think so. And one day I decided to share with her uh, some information about Reiki, which I felt would be helpful to her in her life. And once you get past that initial stare of what the heck is that, and you can experience uh, Reiki energy, I that really was the bond, I think, that brought us together. I think so, absolutely. And I was very interested at the time in reading my runes for you and, you know, bringing the tarot into it. So it's very significant for us to have Nick Johnsack as our first guest because one of the things that we started doing 10 years ago, we actually just hit our 10-year anniversary of getting together on the holiday right around Thanksgiving, which we lovingly coined Black Magic Friday, although I assure you there is no black magic. <laughs> no. It, it was just an occasion for us to get together and practice our spirituality and continue to read for each other and share everything we had learned that year with a like-minded group in our tribe. So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about that, I will post a blog that we actually put up for um, an Awaken Festival, and we had written that for the Awaken blog. Interestingly enough, next week, our guest is going to be Greg Campisi, founder of Awaken Center for Human Evolution, a nonprofit, a center, and now he has a show. Now he does have a show, and I am very excited to have a chance to sit down and have a lengthy conversation with Greg. It seems like uh, we keep missing each other all the time. So uh, it's purely selfish reasons we're having him on the show next week because I want to get a chance to have a conversation with him and pick his brain about all the fascinating work that he's doing. But my thanks to Nick Johnsack, my thanks to Tracy, and uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming up in the weeks. As Tracy said, Greg Campisi of the Awakened Center for Human Evolution is our next guest and we're also going to be giving away a copy of his first book from the Awaken Center. So make sure you dial in, tune in next week. And uh, let's see who the lucky winner is this week and the lucky winner for next week. I don't think we even told them this week. I think in the show we talked about the giveaway we're going to do with Nick. But let's just remind you to head over to InspiredChiRadio.com to enter to win a tarot reading with Nick Johnsack, our guest and our tarot reader. Drawing will be on January 11th. 111, a significant number. I'm loving it. Absolutely. And over at Inspired Chi Radio as well, you'll have your energy forecast for the week, an insight opportunity, a little bit more information about you know who we are and what we do. And we want to take the time to thank all of our clients and friends who we've been being able to connect with in this on this journey. And now we can connect with in a different way more frequently. So we're very excited about that. We're very excited for our interview with Greg next week. And Thank you for being here. 
We are so glad to have you here and look forward to you starting your week and your new year with Inspired Chi Radio. Bright blessings. Thank you so much for listening this week to Inspired Chi Radio. Be sure to join your hosts, Tracy Sanginiti and A.J. Johnsack, for another edition next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Stay inspired.